I'm Alex Blumenstein. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, May 26th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Alex, before we begin, as an American, as a parent, as a decent human, have to take a moment to recognize what happened in Texas and that it happens way too frequently for anybody and for any country. And as an American, I have always voted to for gun control, and I hope they do the same to restore decency and humanity to that country. So we send our thoughts and prayers, even though thoughts and prayers don't do anything, to the families in Texas, and uh, we hope for brighter days ahead. Thanks, Jay. Well said. As we begin today's, what else do we have for Peak Pals? For our first story, pharma giant Pfizer, best known for their recent hits, the COVID vaccine, and classics like Viagra are moving to sell their brand name drugs in Africa at affordable prices. For our second story, Canadian plane manufacturer Bombardier has launched a new private jet. The $78 million jet looks like a great option for Jay and I to get out of town on the weekends. And for our third story, despite market lows, hedge funds find a way to get high. How's your portfolio doing, Alex? Well, I already lied about our private jet use, so I'm going to keep the rows going and tell you it's doing great. <laughs> great. Well, let's get to it. For our first story, it comes straight from the World Economics Forum in Davos, where Pfizer announced plans to sell brand name drugs at not-for-profit prices in low-income countries starting in Rwanda, Ghana, Malawi, Senegal, and Uganda. The initiative to supply various drugs for cancer, rare illnesses, inflammatory conditions, and infectious diseases in Africa adds to a growing list of pharma companies that have focused their operations on emerging economies. With fewer than 400 local drug manufacturers, Africa's population of 1 billion currently relies largely, obviously, on imports for drug access, whereas India, with a similar population, has over 10,000 drug makers. This dries up the cost and limits the availability of treatments on the continent. But this isn't really about charity, is it, Alex? I don't think so, Jay. Sure, during the pandemic, Pfizer and other vaccine manufacturers widened access to their COVID vaccines in low-income countries by agreeing to sell them at cost after facing criticism for prioritizing distribution in developing nations. But it doesn't end there. Consulting for McKinsey sees dollar signs in Africa, naming it as the only pharmaceutical market where genuinely high growth is still achievable. It predicted the value of the African drug market would be worth $40 billion to $65 billion by 2020, up from $20.8 billion in 2013, so it's hitting those marks. But it's not as simple as flipping a switch. Increasing access to affordable drugs in Africa requires improving local health systems and infrastructure, as well as developing its talent base, whereas Pfizer has opted to make and selling the drugs itself. Pharma companies don't typically prioritize low-income countries, Alex, but Pfizer, GSK, Novartis, and Santa Fe are some that have zeroed in on Africa's future growth. But Without local partnerships, their presence may contribute to an overdependence on imported drugs. Jay, do you remember the old Bombardier TV ads where Canadian tourists all over the world would stop, look up the sky, point to the plane flying overhead, and say in a voice swelling with pride, it's a Bombardier? Well, you know that I don't know because I didn't grow up here. I can assure you that that was only an ad on your TV, but I do like it. And are we going to talk that there's going to be more It's a Bombardier commercials? We'll see about that. So (laughs) the pride of Mirabelle Quebec, Bombardier, has launched a new private jet. So they're smaller. You might not see them flying overhead. (laughs) To capitalize on the soaring demand for chartered air travel among the world's wealthiest travelers. Ready for takeoff in 2025, Bombardier claims its new Global 8000 can reach near supersonic speeds, which make it the fastest and longest-range business jet on the market. 
The US $78 million jet, a little pricey, also comes with the luxurious trappings you'd expect, including four separate living areas, a meeting room, and a cinema. So once you think about all that, it, it's kind of worth it, right? You might as well have it. Interesting Bombardier story. I actually had the chance to tour Bombardier's commercial plane assembly facility in 2015. I flew in and out of Mirabelle on a Bombardier Q400, great propeller plane, straight from Toronto's Island Airport. So I don't know, maybe this was the beginning of the end for the company's commercial unit? It's the Alex Blumenstein curse. That's right. So <laughs> Bombardier, they ended production of planes for commercial airlines and sold off its rail division in 2020. They refocused solely on business jets, a timely move as the pandemic cleared the runway for PJs or private jets with commercial airlines cutting flights and wealthy passengers growing increasingly nervous about flying with the huddled masses of the common folk. With services available from both major and smaller airports and plenty of companies to choose from, demand for PJs hit record highs in 2021, probably because of the TV show's success. But despite general economic uncertainty and a total drop-off of Russian customers, demand is only trending upwards. Aerospace analyst Argus predicts North American private flights will increase by almost 10% this year, following the lead of Europe, which saw a 53% increase in private flights last quarter. Sounds nice, but I thought the economy wasn't doing so hot, Alex. Yeah, you're right, Jay. It had been pretty tough for the average Canadian household when it comes to money. A new billionaire has been minted roughly every 30 hours since the pandemic began. So that means demand for luxury goods have proven to be largely immune to the tolls of inflation that we're dealing with now. So be it Canada Goose or Bombardier, industries targeting the affluent are remaining confident. And for our third story, who are some of these affluent people? Well, some investors are still making money in the stock market. And it's not just you or I, Alex. Speak for yourself, Jay. Well, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm <laughs> speaking for hedge fund people. Hedge funds that rely on powerful computers and sophisticated algorithms to manage their portfolios seem to be the only investors who aren't stressing during the current market turmoil. Trend-following hedge funds are making their biggest gains since the 2008 financial crisis. This, according to data provider HFR. Alex, do your best Justin Trudeau explaining quantum computing impression and explain how these funds work. That's a deep cut, Jay. It's a brilliant inside <laughs> joke for like five people, but I figured we'd make it. I don't know if you're in on it or on the outside. All five of those people listen to the podcast, so. They all actually work at the peak. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, these quantitative funds use mathematical models to try to predict market movements. So they perform best in volatile conditions. Now that the markets are starting to feel as unpredictable as a reality TV series, quant funds, they're doing well again. So let's put these ups and downs into perspective. Quantitative funds run by BHTG Systematica and Aspect Capital, to name a few. I'm sure you've heard of these, right, Jay? Oh, yeah. They're both up 32% and 29.2% respectively this year. But at the same time, the indexes, which we're all much more familiar with, like the S&P 500 and the TSX, have dropped 17% and 4% year to date since the beginning of 2022. And unfortunately, we can't all invest in hedge funds as they aren't typically accessible to the average retail investor. It's a win for them, a loss for us. Peak pals, thanks for making us the most listened to. And only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson, 306 Media Productions, for producing this episode. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> and thank you, Alex. And Dale always makes us sound good. And just to go back to our last story about the algorithms making money, you could also watch Billions, 
And what mm. Alex was describing is actually what Taylor at Axe Capital does. That's your obscure reference. That may be slightly less obscure than the quantum physics. Well, it's one. an HBO show, so. Right. So go to <laughs> HBO, subscribe to HBO Max. No, I'm just kidding. But Taylor at Axe Capital, this is this is their domain. Have a good day, Alex. 